0: Hey, Juice, the only thing better than looking clean is looking clean on your own time. No doubt about it, Big Seth, and that's why I always call my man Ara at a t Dry Cleaners anytime I need my clothes laundered or dry cleaned. Tell them exactly why you call Ara. Because a offers free pickup and delivery at your home or office, so you never have the inconvenience of trying to find time to take your dry cleaning somewhere.
1: They bring it to you. That's exactly right, Juice. You can walk into their Fort Lauderdale location, but a t serves Miami-Dade, Broward, and the Southern Palm Beaches with their convenient pickup and delivery services, which also include alterations, shoe repair, and more. And a t is
0: a family-owned company, and they've been in business since 1980.
1: 1980. Yeah, and you know what? That means customer service is their priority. So call Ara today at 954-610-9383. That's his personal cell. we're giving you. Or you can visit drycleanertoyou.com to start making your life and your dry cleaning a lot easier. And make sure you tell them that the fish tank sent you,
0: because Ara, my man, is giving our listeners 50% off your first order. How much? 50. Half.
1: Seth? Half. And 25% off any dry cleaning services after that. A&T Dry Cleaning, the official dry cleaners of the fish tank. You're
2: now diving into the fish tank.
3: Sitting down with Seth, living Tref, OJ, Juice, Juice man. Ooh, and This is strictly for them true yeah. fans, dog fans. Number one. one, of course, y'all. This ain't no wow. ordinary sports
1: talk. Dive up in that
3: fish tank.
1: Welcome back to the fish tank, Seth Levitt, OJ McDuffie, Juice. We are in studio B here at the fish tank that I like to call the echo chamber, right. but uh, it's a super week here. I know that we're not going to air this uh, before the Super Bowl takes place, but you know, there's no reason we can't go behind the curtain a little bit, but we are breaking ground here in the fish tank. Our first ever female guest. Oh, right. I didn't know that. First female diving in the tank. I'm sure you'll take me to task for that, but uh, you know, who better than you to trailblaze for us? Joy Taylor dives in the tank.
2: No, that's fine. I'm actually fine. I'm fine with being first. Okay. <laughs> that's
1: right. I hear that. <laughs> now you can fight for female equality <laughs> yeah. as long as you get the I,
2: I, I, As long as I'm not the last, I'm fine with being the first.
1: You won't be the last. Yeah, we we, we need to do better. But we are honored to have you here. It's kind of crazy. Last time you were probably in this office, I was signing your paychecks.
2: Yeah, probably. And this was not – we were not – part of this part of the
1: building no your your brother was collecting a check for a a rent check from somebody here now but (laughs) this is now amazing programmatic space for the foundation and uh occasionally a great backdrop for for the fish tank
2: it looks great in here
1: thank you Thank you. Well, yeah. I think we look better as a whole. Right? Oh, man. We, we just upgraded we'll our show, the
0: show, man. <laughs> we just upgraded the show, player. Yeah. It, it hasn't
1: been the best-looking cast of characters that we've had in, in, in the Can't, guest list. We're going to have some guys mad at us. So. Yeah. Well, you know. We're if, talking about us. just us ourselves. Well, I, I will speak only for myself. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, listen. If, if somebody is feeling a way about it, then then there's probably a reason. The guys, they're their feelings now. They, they should know, know better. better. Beauty's this. on
2: the inside.
1: That's, wow. Wow, that's really special. That's why Joy is here. <laughs> that's really special for you, Joy. So, listen, we're we're going to jump right into this and just attack the the obvious connection to the Dolphins, right? It's the Joy Burger, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, I- <laughs> that's where we can start. We start with the Joy we'll Burger. Start with the Joy. How many people in Dolphins history, Jews, have a burger named after them, and particularly one that was sold at the stadium?
2: Yeah, I don't I still don't know how I I pulled that off. So, what how the Joy Burger came to be was before all the stadium renovations happened that of course now led to the Super Bowl being here in Miami. The I mean we all know what, what the stadium has gone through and it it didn't have the best concessions and in today's, you know, climate of, you know, people spending money on entertainment, you want to go somewhere where you're going to eat good and concessions at stadiums have become a big thing especially you know localizing it and you know we know how it goes so anyway this we all remember how the concessions
1: were at, at the expensive point. i remember they're that part they're, i imagine they're, were, were, they're I, were, so I mean, they expensive. were terrible they were terrible. not good they're <laughs> not good and
2: we had press box
1: just, food was good that's my. that was really my only experience
2: that the rest <laughs> of us got uh chicken fingers
0: chicken fingers some of them were cold sometimes yeah
2: so Damn. um so we had tom garfinkel president of the Dolphins on the Zazzle and Joy show. And he was talking about some of the renovations that are going to be happening at the stadium. And I just asked him as I, you know, um, am known to do speak my mind. Sometimes gets me in trouble, but you know,
1: it's working for the most part.
2: It's worked out for me. So anyway, I was like, you know, are you going to do something about the, you know, trash food? (laughs) Because I like to eat and I like to eat at the stadium and we were there for four hours, you know, so I got to partake. And, you know, do you have any, you know, ideas, you guys doing anything fun. And he was like, well, you have an ideas. And I was like, you know, you just do joy burger. You know, I'm, I'm obviously joking. And he was like, yes, I mean, you know, have your we'll people call
1: my people. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then afterwards I followed up right away. You'd be surprised Uh-oh. what following up can get you out after <laughs> yeah. you're, you're listening. Just, you know, just follow up on that suggestion. Sometimes people throw stuff out there. They don't really mean it. But if you send them an email and they're like, oh, I was kind of joking about that, but I guess I'll do it. And then you never know what's going to happen. So they gave me a burger. I sent my ingredients and tell uh, yeah, yeah.
1: For, for those of us who haven't experienced the joy burger do you remember what
2: so yeah it was lettuce um pico de gallo spicy like sour creamish sauce spicy, yeah and avocado and cheese obviously
1: and they went for it yeah. what, what did the joy burger retail at? What, what did it oh, I th- i'm sure it didn't
2: do <laughs> i'm sure it wasn't the best seller because it was no i oh it was very expensive it's stadium food <laughs> I'm like, I think it was like fourteen dollars or something. Fourteen dollars. You get Joy a cap? burger. Anything from No, 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 I, I don't need anything. You know? I don't, yeah, you know, I'm good.
1: I mean, like Don Shula, I think has a burger. Right? There's a Shula burger, and I, you know, you have your own steakhouse. Yeah. You, you should have it. And you're Don Shula too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, well right, right. Like coach, coach needs to do. It, it yeah. is fancy. Uh, does anybody else have a burger? No. Don Shula and Joy Taylor.
2: No, uh, I don't know. And then there was a there was a song that went with it too, because <laughs> it was only at like two. Are you going to bless us? I mean, it was like, like I can't do it as well as ever, as they did it. They had a whole beat and stuff. It was like, step up, get the new Joy Burger. <laughs> step up, get the new Joy
1: Burger. Something like that. Who could resist? Right, right.
2: gotta have that, man. It was <laughs> a good experience.
1: Is it gone? Is it no longer? The no, stadium? it's no longer
2: there. Yeah. Damn. I don't have a pool like that anymore around here.
1: I, you might. I don't know you about might be that. surprised. I don't know All national that. and stuff. Well, you know, speaking of pool, you know, yeah.
0: think about it. I mean, obviously, we know who your who your your big brother is. You know, you guys came in here. At the same time, you guys were a part of Dolphins at about the same time. I mean, he came in, right. you came in. 1997? How old were you, Joy? In I was 19- 10. 10? Oh, that was old already. I was 10.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. You know, we had JT on. He talked about his draft day experience when he's getting drafted by the Dolphins. That was his perspective. What, what was your perspective when you got on draft day? So
2: we were in Pittsburgh in the house that I grew up in, which was not a large space. And <laughs> we had, I don't know, it, it, it probably was like maybe 75 people, but for that house might as well have been 75 400. People. But yeah. it was like come and go like people were outside people were in the backyard and i just remember it being a really long day and you know jason was starting to get really anxious and you know if you know if anyone knows Nothing jason like an
1: irritable jason yeah it's
2: not you know he's not <laughs> the most pleasant person to be around when he's getting anxious so um and rightfully so like understandable and so he's like checking the phone to make sure the phone is still on and you know everyone's just kind of a few people have left at this point it's starting to get dark uh, and then the call came in and everyone was like freaking out but then also at the same time like shut up so, <laughs> so he t- he went outside he got the the you know the cordless house phone <laughs> uh, when i was thinking about that the other day i'm like man you know of all the things that you would tell me would go away yeah house phones right Right. Wild. I have a house phone in a box in my apartment in LA. I A. I don't know what I'm <laughs> you supposed to do it? with it. Well, this stupid cable company made me take it. Right. I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna hook this stupid thing up. It's just taking up space.
1: <laughs> so you're paying for the line, you just don't have. It hooked well, because it's You'd cheaper
2: if it. you bundle. Right. Yeah. That's what they <laughs> That's tell. That's what you. they tell yeah, you. That's all, all bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Anyway, so uh, he he gets the house phone and goes outside. It's obviously Jimmy Johnson, and he's you know walking up and down the street talking to him, and you know he gets off, and everyone everyone lost their mind, but it it was. It's kind of wild to ha- see that firsthand, you know, with someone in your family, and then you watch it. Obviously, the the videos they do now are, you know, on a whole other level. They've got you know ESPN in your house, yeah. and you know, it's
1: it's Sasquatch. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, they do no, a, all that. A whole, a whole every, thing now. every virtually every football game, every college game is recorded now in some way, whether it's streaming or video from the team. Right. Well, everything. yeah, I mean that's so they that's have good though. To I, everything.
2: I was now. just talking to my, my nephews. Obviously, both play football. They Play for Saint Thomas at a high level. And I was talking to uh, my nephew Isaiah about, like, you know, what what he's going to do and all that. I'm like, just remember, like, every game is on TV now.
1: Yeah, like something. even his. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. High school games <laughs> So just right. keep that in mind. Did you, you know? go to the Vegas game?
2: I didn't because I had a, a commitment at work that I had already made and I couldn't make it over there. But right. I that was, a, I know I know it's work, right?
1: I, if you would have told me, there was a point in time, Juice, if you would have told me that Joy could not make something because of a commitment at work, you know, the world has, has there's definitely been a shift. We've gone through a lot. <laughs> We've absolutely gone through a lot. But so, you know, obviously I know the family pretty well, but I, I can, you know, shed some light on what that was like because – I mean, there's there's a big uh, gap between you and Jason, and then obviously, um, well, not obviously, because not everybody knows the family dynamics, but with Grace and Noah, and I mean, how much of almost a superhero was he, even at that stage? Was that, how how big of a deal was it? Because
2: he's 12 years older than me, so, but we, we went to every, so I was homeschooled. So Jason was obviously homeschooled too, but he was homeschooled his junior and senior year. I was homeschooled until my junior and senior year. So we went to all of his college games i went to every single one of his college games except for one and i just remember i just was like i don't know i was just being joy and i was throwing a fit and i was like i'm not going
1: <laughs> 10 year old joy <laughs> yeah. getting driven all over town <laughs> right
2: all over town all over the country yeah, We went to right. I, like home and away i just i have to be specific with that home and away wow. every single one of his college games talking about you uh, grace and noah Mississippi, just fighting in the back seat. Um, yeah i mean <laughs> we had this uh kidnapper van <laughs> with this uh, a
1: kidnapper van yeah
2: up. actually it's a I'm not gonna tell that story on here but it how we got that van is for off air but okay. yeah like not this van or, or your
1: second appearance on the show yeah
2: this van uh, was not in good shape and it had this sliding door that was just if anything was in that door space when you shut it's a wrap and then it wouldn't stay <laughs> shut so we had to get a bungee cord and like hook it through one of the things and hook it I to make sure it. the door stays shut and then the side of the van had rusted out So we put a piece of cardboard over it and duct taped it. That's right. You know, and then the bench in the back was actually not a bench; it was a bed. You remember those they used to flip down into a bed? Oh, it was
1: a kidnapper van. Yeah, so it would flip down to a (laughs) bed. A wagon (laughs)
2: wagon. Yeah, except for the bed never flipped back up. So the back the back of the van was literally just like a big bed, and then the three of us like me, my brother, younger brother, and sister, each a year apart. We just ride all over the country to see Jason's games.
1: Did you guys fight for who got the best spot on the bed?
2: I mean, fight about everything. Yeah, <laughs> fighting forever, always fighting. It's not. I feel uncomfortable if we're not arguing. It's that sounds weird. about right. But anyway, so he's yeah, he's a he's a lot older than me. So he was always at school and wasn't necessarily like in the house with me. Obviously, he got drafted when I was ten and then came to Florida, but. So he's kind of like, and now we're brother and sister, but growing up and up for a long time, he was kind of like a father slash brother situation. And I don't, I don't have a relationship with my father either. So that's a different dynamic as well. But now that, you know, I'm an old person. we are <laughs> not old yet. Well, I'm, o- I'm old enough.
1: I, mean, I just had a birthday recently. Yeah, I'm
2: 33. So yeah, I am. I'm in my mid thirties. That's like, um, I can say I'm old. You're an adult. You I'm an adult, yeah. yeah I'm okay. no longer a kid, that's right, for sure. Fair. But anyway, so we're now we're brother <laughs> and sister. So it's it's a different it's a different dynamic now. It's been a journey. Yeah and you are kind of like my uh, adopted brother right. yeah and i probably put you through as much as i put the jason yeah through.
1: sometimes more most I of think. the grays
2: in your beard probably this half are from
1: me <laughs> yeah so juice it was you know and we, we can go off script here yeah. for a minute but I, I don't know when that all kind of happened because i met joy right around that same time 10 11 years old and, and got real close with the taylor family and then as joy started to, to it wasn't as bad in homeschool but golly when you got to high school and and started going to public school but the, joy started to confide in me and and, and as she said you know there There wasn't the best relationship with her father, unfortunately. But I think it was basically Jason... Your brother-in-law Sam, right, and then myself—like we were the three male role models or uh, father figures, uh, so to speak—in her life. But I would get the stuff that the other two guys wouldn't get. And Joy, for some reason, felt like she could share. I-, I don't know if that was intentional. Like she wasn't going to tell Jason stuff, and she felt so she would tell me things that she knew I kind of couldn't <laughs> tell JT. But if God forbid JT found out that I knew, then I'd be in some serious trouble. It was, it was a little bit of an awkward position.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, but you know, look, it, it's it's hard hard you know when you don't have a an actual father to talk to and yes jason you know jason and i have gone through our ebb and flows you know because he you know he's a he's a human too you know he's got his own stuff going on he can't be re- solely responsible for me and my craziness and i am very crazy so i got so, to assume some
1: of that responsibility yeah
2: i mean well right okay so um so so, so you marry am i'm trying yeah. to think because that's like how old was i then at that point because you didn't, you didn't have a, a family and all these responsibilities. Right. Like, you're just a you're just single guy, so of course I can dump everything on you.
1: No, but I mean, the reality <laughs> is, like, whether it was first boyfriends, whether it was, you know, when you, when you took the job at Hooters, well, don't tell Jason, but I'm working. Okay, cool, that's great, you got a job, he'll be proud. No, 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 I'm working at Hooters. Don't, <laughs> wait a minute, why did you just tell me that? In all
2: fairness, my mother suggested that I work there, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she wasn't telling him.
2: No, we don't we did not.
1: <laughs> we chose to leave that yeah,
2: out. Ever find so out. like
1: he did. Uh, and yeah, then he called know. me. Did you know Joy is working at fucking Hooters? <laughs> um Yeah. I mean, yeah, I am not sure how long. Yeah, yeah. He got
0: over it. Right. Eventually. So, so, Joy, you guys moved down right away after Jason got drafted. The whole time. No, so here? we
2: we stayed in Pittsburgh. I, actually, we never moved down. We are, we were always in Pittsburgh. We would just come down back. and visit, mm-hmm. um, and obviously come to games and see him and stuff. But I moved down for school in two thousand six,
1: two thousand seven. <laughs> adventure.
2: Yeah. Well, I you went to, to Bar- Daytona. Right. So I did a year in Pennsylvania. I ran track um, on scholarship, and then I People don't know that
1: Joy he was an athlete.
2: Yeah. And, well, because I very quickly decided, like, college sports are a lot of work. So I have a lot of respect for college athletes because I was not down for that. And I also <laughs> wasn't good enough to be dedicated to it anymore. I played sports all through high school. I mean, was running track since I was a kid, really, like a baby. And I was just burnt out. And I just wanted to have a college experience, which I definitely got. But I wasn't going to do that if I was going to stay there. And also, it was just it's cold. Like, I'm not going right. to go. I'm not getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning and trudging through snow. snow. Like, for what? And I'm not going to the Olympics. So, anyway, I have all these excuses for why I quit, but I quit. And it it ended up being the right decision because I never would have wound up at Barry. So, then I went to Daytona. I got my associates there and then came to Barry
1: to finish school. And to wreak havoc on on all of us here in South South Florida. Florida. But before all that happened, so you talked about driving cross-country when Jason was in college. But I feel like, to a certain degree, you guys did that when he played for the Dolphins as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Preach is here. Preach was the ops guy and handled tickets. So, I know he was chasing you guys down to try and get you in the parking lot for for many a game and yeah, there was a whole slew of them would come in and I'd recognize them cause they were at every game. And I, I just specifically remember new England and a whole crew and just kind of get them. yeah.
2: Also them you can't miss out. my mother. We yeah. <laughs> got still in the
0: van at that point.
1: Mm. Multiple vans. Multiple Multiple vans. vans. We Tiffany's vans.
0: got five there caravan. Yeah. Caravan. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Man, yeah. No,
2: we, there was always like a big group of us, it's especially awesome. for the, the games up North down here. It would be, it, it would depend on when, what time of year it was, but yeah, there's always just a lot That's of us. So.
1: So, so but if you think about it, so ninety seven, Jason was drafted. The Dolphins went to f- the playoffs five straight years. You know, ninety seven on, oh, and glorious and, times. <laughs> right. Well, and and talk about that. So, as a ten eleven year old kid who clearly does have an appreciation for football and is a football family, if I've ever seen one, and and your brother gets drafted and they're good and they're going to the playoffs and they feel relevant every year. So, how much? Um, and obviously you obviously you you became a big Miami sports fan for a lot of different reasons. But how much did those early formative years kind of shape your love and passion for the Dolphins beyond just the fact that your brother played for the
2: team? Well, I actually was a Dolphins fan before Jason got there because I love Dan Marino, king of the Dolphins, <laughs> and he is a pit guy. Right. So I always, I always loved Dan Marino. So that was already in me. But, yeah, I mean, if you grow up uh, seeing sports like I was just talking about like you know, trying to find your way back after the games, getting to the parking lot to see your brother, like you you get it's ingrained in like what what you are. So even now, like it's it's a blessing for my job because I think I personally see professional sports from a different perspective. I'm always being accused of being you know pro player. I'm like, well. Yeah, <laughs> like this is the not that. a part of this from you know high, from Pee Wee to the Hall of Fame that I haven't seen on an intimate level, which is a, you know obviously a huge a blessing and a privilege. But yeah, I mean it's it's a part of who I am now. Having watched that. And it's why I get very upset when the Dolphins aren't good. Right. <laughs> so you've
1: been upset for quite some time. I've gone through a lot, yeah. We, yeah. All, we have. all have. <laughs> we all have, Joy. But I'm sure. very
2: optimistic. I like Ryan Flores a lot.
1: Tell us why. Well, I mean... Now we get the professional broadcast. Right. Yeah, right. We're going to shift from sister to uh, professional
2: Because I was very... Well, as I should be, I was very skeptical of what the plan was. And I don't <laughs> like tanking. I like fish tank, but I don't like tanking.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much.
2: Um, I don't believe in it. First of all, players don't tank. And neither do coaches. Because just as every time i go on the air i'm auditioning for whatever's next same thing for sports like you go sure. nobody goes out there and puts out bad tape they don't players don't care about what the owners At is not intentionally is. No, that's right. what I'm saying. Like, if you, uh, you play to your talent, but you're not going out there like, oh, well, I guess we're tanking for a draft pick, so I should not try and go after the ball. It's right. just, that's not, it's <laughs> crazy. It doesn't, yeah. it fundamentally is insane that anyone thinks that that happens. It yeah. does not happen. And then they're now, mad you, that it doesn't happen. Right. Now, you might mail it in at the end of the year. It's so like the last two games. You're just ready for vacation. You know, you're not making the playoffs.
1: Quitting no. does happen.
2: Quitting <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah. But as far as like intentionally tanking a player mm-hmm. and, and coaches are not going to do that. Right. So, I really didn't know what to expect from this year and I felt like even though in the long run, obviously, we didn't get as high of a drop pick as was intended with the quote-unquote tank, they played hard. They like, did. And, and won some big games, obviously ended the you know New England Patriots dynasty. I don't want to hear anything about uh, Tennessee. <laughs> the
1: whole <laughs> dynasty is over.
2: It's over, for sure. Tom Brady's leaving. We'll get to that later. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but like they, I liked the way that they played. I felt like they had a lot of energy and a, a lot of character. And you know, hopefully, I'm just going to continue saying this until it happens. Hopefully, they just use like three of those picks and just move up and get Burrow. That's
1: what you want, huh? okay yeah. it'd be nice yeah. to see. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind that. that wouldn't you mind have a problem either. with it? No, just? I don't have a problem
0: with that. I mean, the dude showed his uh, his metal, man. The dude can play. He's, had He's the, a bad man. He
2: had the best statistical season of any human ever. being that has ever played that position ever. in the history of that sport.
0: And he followed it up, man, with That's just hard I'm not. Games, it's not. am not. Games. It's
2: not my opinion. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> those are statistical facts that that happened.
1: And they actually played some people. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they. You a know. lot they, of
2: they had. They played a lot of people. You're you right. can make the argument they're one of the greatest college football teams of all time. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It just and, every, and they ran through them. They yes. I mean, they ran
0: through those teams
1: too. So
2: I mean, yeah. I wish you know somebody else would have hired Joe Brady because he's not going to Carolina. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, what are you going to do?
1: What are you yeah. going to do? We're you know we're we're going to get back and focus on Coach Flores. So we yeah. we hope he does make that trade though. That, no, uh, I'm hoping well, that that's what they that Chris do. Chris Greer does, I should say. Maybe that's what they do. But we I need mean, a lot of help from the Bengals on that one. Right?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not. I mean, that's not going to happen.
1: We but. just have to root for the Bengals to mess something else up again. Is that kind well, of well? I mean, we're is going it going messing up? three first
0: round picks. I mean, that's that's a lot of that's yeah. A lot.
2: If you turn down three first round picks, you better hope Burrow is yeah. legitimately John Elway. Right. Because I mean, otherwise, what or Peyton Manning? What else are you gonna do? I'm not gonna to say Tom Brady. There's never gonna be another Tom Brady. So
1: good, but that's over. We're done with all that.
2: <laughs> I mean, what, do you see something else happening?
1: No, I don't. I'm I'm hoping you're right for sure. I just you know for I waited so, for a long reason, time to say those words. Like I've been very
2: careful about not declaring the end of the Patriots dynasty, for, even though everyone else in my business loves to do it. I'm every year. I'm like do do do, but it's let's over. just wait. Right.
1: But it's finally over. Thanks to Brian Flores and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I let's mean, go. we
2: we deserve the credit for let's that.
1: Go. And we'll, we'll throw the Penn State guy in yeah, there as well. To. Yeah, you have to. So you have to. Just should get Sicky some credit for in. that as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he finally showed his uh his, his, his lion in him this year a little bit. He was a little kitten for a bit. He's growing up. Got him lining up now. I like
1: it. I you like
0: know, it. you grew up. You talk about growing up a Dolphin. You actually grew up down here with a lot of Dolphins. You know, as a with your with your brother being down here, and you had to meet a lot of guys that, like Zach and guys like yeah. that. You know, some of those guys. You know, I mean, who are some of the guys that you you got to meet that you um, that left an impression that you kind of enjoyed? I know, Dan, you said is your favorite player, which is which is a good thing because a lot of people's favorite he's one of my favorites as well but any other guys that you know that we don't know about that were like really cool guys that played with your brother or didn't play with your brother that you know that you became a fan of as well
2: um i mean just like on a on a personal level like ronnie brown obviously
1: we were just talking about rb um, before you got here just one yeah, of the nicest human beings ever. He's,
2: yeah he's one of the best guys ever ronnie brown for sure um Channing Crowder, obviously, um, gotta <laughs> love Channing. They're um, rolling together at that time, weren't they? they?
1: Were yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Could not be more different. Uh, Ronnie came on this show and tried to say that they're very similar personalities, and we're like Ronnie. Ooh. Ronnie he's tried to say Ronnie that he and, and Channing. Were very similar personalities in
2: like what regard? <laughs> I don't know. Like, he just
1: felt that orange, they vibe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they both have feet. <laughs> uh, I guess
1: that's all it took. <laughs> no, uh,
2: Vonnie Holiday is a great man. dude. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I got to meet Junior Seau, who was my all-time favorite. That
1: was a big deal for him.
2: growing up. Yeah, I actually <laughs> saw that picture. I need to p- post that for Throwback Thursday sometime. I so when Junior came, I was flipping out because he was my absolute favorite, and I never get starstruck. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Junior sale! Can I say hi? And then I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> so in the picture, I'm like, <laughs> my eyes are all red. We um, need that picture. I, I have it. So I have it somewhere. It's probably in my phone somewhere. Um, but, yeah, meeting Junior sale was, was crazy, obviously. And there's a, I mean, there's a lot of guys that Jason's played with that are, that are great, great people yeah. and been great to my family, too.
1: So with that in mind, uh, and, again, 10, 11 years old when he gets drafted, and he played a long-ass time. Yeah. And so with every year that he got older, you got older. And at some point it shifted, the narrative shifted juice from, hey, there's JT's little sister to, damn, that's JT's little sister? Yeah, and, and that became <laughs> kind of, you know, a, a little awkward. problematic and awkward, awkward and, at times. Yeah. Um, I think you know where I'm going with this. It, it got particularly awkward with one, I, I won't bring up the name, but there was a guy who was in the locker room <laughs> with your brother. And uh, thing, there was a little drama that ensued.
2: Yeah, so every I mean, what you're saying is accurate, and uh, because I mean, I grew up with the during Jason's career, basically, and uh, you know, I was always very much told to like stay away from the guys, which was totally fine with me. It, whatever, like it's my brother; I'm not going to disrespect him, obviously. And I'm in college here, and this is in the MySpace days. <laughs> so, for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, well, and yeah, I had a MySpace, already. of course. And I got this message from um, this guy. Who I'm not going to say who he is, but he's, you know, he's a Dolphins player. And I look at it and I'm like, that's not a real account. You know, and in my space days, you didn't have, like, verified okay, right. accounts. So, like, right. Everybody yeah. had a burner account, right? right? Everyone, Everything had a, was everyone had a burner <laughs> account. And then also, like, my the only sense. way to find out if it was really, like, their fan official page or their, like, official fan page was by how many people were, like, friends with them and stuff. So he had kind of, like, a moderate amount so it's was, like, just enough that, like, I don't think it's fake. And then I thought it through. I'm like, nobody's making a fake page for this
1: dude. Right. and I know who he is. That's, that's the key thing. Right.
2: Right. Like, I know who he is. Like, nobody's going through that much trouble. Like, Zach or Jason, <laughs> like, maybe there's going to be fake pages. Like, no. You're not. No. So I look at the message, and it's, like, really short. Like, something like, you know, cute pictures or whatever. What are you studying? So I just, like, write back one word. Just broadcasting. That's it. And then I show it to Jason's ex-wife. And... She's like, you got to tell Jason. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to, but i just like, what do you think about it? And she's like, you got to tell Jason. So I tell, Jason comes home from practice, and I I tell him. He was like, no, like, I, I was in, I was at practice or something, and he saw you at the game the other day and said something to me and Ronnie. And Ronnie and I were having a conversation about you, and he came over and was like, oh, are you talking about that girl in the parking lot? Which is weird right. anyway, <laughs> but... He's like, no, like she's not for you. Like, that's my sister. Don't talk to her. Which is all you should have to say ever, right? So you would think. So anyway, so that he all sent that message after that conversation happened. So now Jay's hot because he's he's already had this conversation with him. It wasn't like he didn't know it was right. me. I, we have the same last name, so I don't know what we would be confused about. But anyway. So He's like, I'm going to kill him, basically. <laughs> and the next day at practice, he went up and had a conversation with him. It was like, why would you think my sister wouldn't tell me that you contacted her? I thought I told you don't talk to my sister. And his response was, I don't know what you're so mad for. There's mad bitches on my space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably not the best That's response, no, right? No, Which no, is such no. a
2: weird no. angle to take. Like, Of all the ways you could respond to that, calling your sis- his sister a bitch and like being completely unapologetic about what you did when he already told you not to talk to me was about it yet. Anyway, so some chaos ensued. Some people were thrown in lockers, and it had to be broken up. But
1: uh, broken up or like Joy, somebody was pulled off. Somebody else. trying to do to a
2: locker room. Off I'm dividing yeah, the locker room, <laughs> um, but it was not. No, no, no. It, it It was not that kind of situation at all. Oh but it's a goodness. funny story to me, M- mainly. And I'm yeah. sorry for the listeners, but we can't tell you who it is. Yeah, right. it was
1: funny for all the other guys who were there, too, uh, after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's what's like, JT's expression? Hotter than fish grease. Yeah. Yeah. He he was not me. particularly. Yeah, that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> he was unhappy, well, hey. to say the least, <laughs>
2: which is understandable. I mean, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, it's interesting in a lot of different ways, obviously, you know, because Jason and Zach had a, a different kind of relationship right. in, in a similar situation. But I think maybe more respect was paid. And I don't know that your brother ever uttered the words, there's mad bitch on MySpace Does <laughs> that? So right? I don't
2: know. I don't, does anyone say that to anyone? Well, that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That
0: yeah. was about it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's no respect. Zero respect. Well, you know, I, I know throughout my career, there are a lot of ups and downs you know, that impacted my life. And, of course, it impacted my, my family's life. But let's talk about how what JT was going through, you know, being from defensive player of the year to, you know, man of the year, getting, you know, the whole Bill Parcells situation, mm. you know, getting traded, yeah. you know, coming back, all those different things that had to affect the way, you know, your family dynamic was and, and JT's mood and your mood. I mean, you were a big part of Miami while he was going through his, you know, his, his, his great days. He had a lot of great days, but it hadn't impacted
2: you as well. Yeah, well, I mean, if you are somebody who's as competitive as Jason is, even just on a game day, like, losing is, like, ugh rates like it's so much more dramatic losing anything for the, them, right yeah yeah oh, you losing anything is bad but well,
1: you like, happen to be sitting across from a guy who is probably about as competitive as a brother yeah well they're, I they're see close JG
0: kick a basketball about three yards down you know after,
2: if i foul called in in a pickup game yes yeah. yeah, right so yeah so weekly so after games if it was a loss like everyone's gonna have a bad day that's just how it goes and it's just because the, the stakes are that high that and and I don't know because I haven't had an ex- the experience with anyone else, obviously. But y- after a professional game, I'm assuming most guys are not pleasant. But Jason is on another level because he's really he really cares that much, and it's not just that like he cares about winning and losing. Like he understands the impact it has on like fans, and you know if this continues, coaches are going to be fired. And like he thinks on a macro level, so he puts all this extra stuff on himself, especially being a leader of the team so losing is obviously a lot but then you you know you're dealing with obviously the situation in washington going to the redskins which was like a weird year he got really sick that year too because he had the um the leg contusion that's right remember and so he almost he really almost like died
1: right yeah yeah almost well, had his okay, leg definitely. amputated yeah it was and like, then then there was staph staff infection, infection yeah it was crazy and all yeah. that nonsense
2: it was just all like all bad and then coming back to Miami, and then the situation with the Jets, which actually happened here in the right. office. So Jason was wanting to stay and finish his career with the Dolphins in Miami, and that was not an option for whatever reason with this current regime I, that I was think there.
1: Progress stopper was the reason they yeah. did not want JT to stop the progress of Koa Misi. Really, I think that's what it came down to. Are you kidding me? No, Koa? I mean, yeah, Koa, a great guy, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, a wonderful person. But yeah, but so I don't they drafted Komi. And and they they didn't want JT to be a progress stopper.
2: Is that the official story?
1: That's what I read.
2: Oh, okay. Well, um, I don't know. From my living through that, that's that's interesting. That that's the angle on it now. That um, was the
1: public, uh, yeah. Right. Well, so I don't I don't know if that was yeah. That had to be the Jets one. That that had to be that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because the 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 Washington one was straight up parcels and dancing and ego and yeah. What all did that. he call
2: them? Twinkle toes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all that stuff. And in that time, he didn't have his hearing aids up when JT came and visited him and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Thank anyway, you. Parcell's not a bit, I'm uh, not a big fan on this show. No, we, no, we no, <laughs> no, We don't talk about him in the best yeah. light.
2: No. Anyway. So he obviously wanted to keep playing and the Dolphins didn't have space for him. So the Jets did. And that obviously being in South Florida is a huge <laughs> thing, which, you know, we've lived our lives up until that point. What was it? 13 years at that point. Hating the Jets,
1: <laughs> right?
2: I mean, what was yeah. it? The Monday Night Miracle, like, yeah, just, you know, <laughs> miracle like, I was there, yeah, yeah. like, that's yeah. a that's you know, we don't like the Jets, and neither do South Florida fans, understandably. And, and he, he was very vocal about game. his oh, yeah, the yeah. Jets. Yeah, 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 and, and then, their fans, and yeah. the Jets fans were very vocal about not liking him, so he's gonna announce that he's going to the Jets, so he set up a press. Well, Seth. I did not. Seth set up a press conference here. Joy
1: was working for the foundation at
2: the time. Working is a loose term. But uh, I was humanly, like my body was was here. here. She'd
1: sit at that front desk with the lights off. I don't like
2: the, you know, uh, I need natural light. Doesn't it feel so much better in here with a natural light? It's nice. See? Thank you, OJ. So anyway. um, (laughs) Jason will come in and yell at me every time. Um, You know, it's hard to work with family. From his perspective, not from mine. Word. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he he had the press conference here. It was like Joe Rose and a bunch of like local reporters in the uh, conference room here at the foundation. And Jason had to go in there, and it was like it was awful, really, because it's not that he didn't want to. He wanted to keep playing, obviously, but he just didn't want to disappoint anybody. And sometimes in life, you just have to make a decision that you're going to make yourself happy and do what's best for you and do what's best for your family and stop trying to make everybody happy. Because the reality is, you're never going to make everyone happy. So, screw him. My opinion. Right. But he's not really built like that entirely, especially when it comes to fans and you know people that have supported him. It was very conflicting for him. So he went to the press conference, which was brutal, and it shouldn't have been. Like this is to me like that's professional sports. If if I'm an electrician and the current company does not want to continue employing me, I'm going to go work for another electrical company,
1: right? right. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But, you know, it's like that guy who was, uh, can you hear me now? And now he's with Sprint. Like, right. <laughs> that was probably a big right. transition. Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> that was funny, but, like, it didn't bother me. I'm right. like, okay, dude <laughs> right. does awesome right. cell phone commercials. And he had a very long non-compete, and I'm sure he was compensated well for it. Right. But <sighs> the difference is, and similar to that situation, the difference is, obviously, nobody, no crowd of a couple hundred thousand people are showing up with the electrician's Name on the back of their jerseys. Burning their jerseys. Um, right. You know, screaming and hollering things, right. when he sets up a nice, perfect, you know, pole right. for the next, <laughs> you know, electrical unit. Like, that's just not how it works, right? So there's a reason why it's different. I get it. But it's just loyalty doesn't actually exist in any profession.
0: No. so From any, from any level of it.
2: On any level. But it's a business. Yep. We just have to pitch loyalty for fans. I understand. So anyway, he, he does a press conference and he comes into his office and he is, like, just distraught. And I went in. It was just me and him in the office. And I don't know if he knows I'm telling this story. Oh, well. Um, He'll be okay. Yeah. He was really upset. And I, like, I, he was beside himself. It was I'm an like, emotional
1: experience for him yeah, for sure.
2: And I was like, look, it's going to be fine. Like literally everything is going to be fine. I know I'm like your crazy little sister It's causing problems all the time. But <laughs> it's going to be okay. Like, you're going to go to New York and have a great experience. They want you there. It, you, you're not wanted here currently. It's fine. Everyone's going to forgive you. Trust me. I get forgiven all the time. <laughs> And everything's going to be fine. Like, just, I know it sucks. Believe me, I, I feel it, too. And then we were getting, like, calls to the foundation office from Dolphins fans, like, Trader, and the oh, like, yeah. hang up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we held it here. So, so going, dialing it back just a little bit, Juice. When, you know, Gary had JT, he, you know, we've talked Gary, at length yeah. about yeah. Gary mm-hmm. Richard's disdain for Parcells and that whole nonsense. And, and Gary really did look at Jason like a son. And so he didn't he didn't want any of his players pushed around, but he definitely did not want someone who was that special to him pushed around by someone who he felt was being a bully. So they had their whole back and forth. And Gary had JT very excited about going to the Jets. They had just been in the AFC championship two years in a row. Rex, big personality. Yeah. And, and uh, Gary had a great relationship with Rex. And so Jason really hit it off with Rex. And he kind of had bought in at that point. He was upset. He was disappointed. He was hurt by the Dolphins, but he had bought in. And I said, "Are we going to do something for the local press? Like, are you just—is the first time you speak after this going to be in jet green, or are we going to say goodbye to Miami, so to speak?" And all these people that covered you. Yeah, and there was a lot of discussion going back and forth between me, Gary, and Jason. And and I always tried to tread lightly when it came to Gary because he's a super agent, and I'm just you know, a little foundation guy. But uh, I think someone called in to Levitard. And said something because part of the deal was JT, you know, the narrative was he he was not wanted here. But somebody from the Dolphins leaked out that or tried to leak that Parcells offered Jason a contract and it was over, you know, over a million dollars and whatever. And so basically trying to make him look bad mm-hmm. so that, that they weren't the bad guys for letting Jason Taylor go a second time. And JT called me. Goes, they're talking about this, and he was so pissed. He's like, "I never got a fucking contract offer." And Parcells, midway through the seat. because I guess Parcells tried to do what he did with Ricky and whatever. And you know, he doesn't want your agent involved, which is should be some sort of violation, right? Uh, there right? Is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There is. And, and, and by the way,
2: anyone who ever tells you don't use representation, just walk away from them. Walk there away. Yeah. yeah, we don't need.
1: So, so you know, he comes up to him where Jason's eating breakfast, getting ready to go for a meeting, and they're trying to win a game the next week, and he says, hey, how about, you know, we'll you know we we'll, we'll pay a little bit over this, but we don't need to get Gary involved. You and I can work it out. And JT said, let's talk about it at the end of the season. Like, now's not the time. I don't want to discuss my contract now. Let's focus on winning Sunday. And uh, so then he never got an offer after that. So then all of a sudden this mysterious almost $2 million offer pops up on the Levitard show, and JT's pissed, and do we call <laughs> on it? I said, dude, let's hold the press conference, right? You know, they're saying what they've got to say. People should hear from, from your mouth what the situation is. So I call Joy and I'm like, Joy, you're working late tonight, which she never liked to hear. Um, And uh, (laughs) so Joy and I, by the way, Joy is like literally, I'm telling you, my heart, like my little sister that that I never grew up with. But there was a two-year period where we had a rough time, and it was only when she worked here. Yeah, and well, before I didn't and work, after. I didn't we, work
2: here for two years, oh. <laughs> but I was I was working here for probably a little under a year.
1: Was it less than a year? Yeah, it felt like it much felt longer. Like, it felt like six. Yeah, I'm not an, I'm
2: not an office person. Like it's not. I was going through a transitional phase she of was, my life. Through a lot of different things. Through a lot of things. Um, no, it was a year. But it was it was a it was a rough one. I'm not an office person. I can't do it. I'm not built for it. I'm a very organized person, but only with stuff that I can be organized with, like paperwork, numbers, not my thing. Like my apartment looks like Dexter lives there. It's immaculate. But I can't do paperwork. All the paperwork goes in like this other bin and it's like one day someone will come and figure out what needs to be paid or not. I think that so, stack is on my desk now. Yeah, it's that uh, stack still exists. Yeah, like, we not, don't throw anything away over here. It's not for me. But yeah, but I was there and it was uh, it was a crazy experience actually. It
1: really was wild, but we set it up and that was also a time where not that anybody really cares about this, but Parcells, that his, you know, he didn't give a damn about the media and so and Harvey Green who's one of the best PR guys who ever lived. Even as much of a character as he is, and we know he's a friend of the tank here, uh, Harvey was kind of handcuffed at the way they had to uh, allow the media to cover the Dolphins, and so they treated those guys like hell. They moved them out of the building and they sent them to the, you know behind the bleachers right. and they you know very limited. And, they, and, and Parcells wouldn't talk to anybody on the record, and it was just a disaster. So I said, look, we're going to treat these guys right, and we're going to do it in our conference room where everybody can see in the background all of the great things that this guy has meant to to South Florida, both on and off the field. And we gave our Wi-Fi passwords to the media and they were, they had, you know, they were running live trucks out here and Joy went to Publix and bought all these, you know, she had food for them and everything laid out and, and they came in and they were like, wow. (laughs) I (laughs) always feel like feeding people is a good way. It's a great way to start. people. And, but, but, you know, and so you treat them right, but at the same time. Jason got to tell his side of the story mm-hmm. and, it, and it came from Jason Taylor and it wasn't something that came through a source and it wasn't through whatever leaked stories came from, from the team. But I think you're right. It was an emotional process. It was.
0: And then, you know, it was it, emotional for me as well. Once you guys know that, you know, when JT
1: went to the Jets. You and, weren't really happy no, about I it. Wasn't
2: happy at all. i mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean we,
0: I, still, we got still hurt.
2: followed uh, from the stadium <laughs> to the car once by some, some Dolphins fans, which, you know, I, I don't, I'm a very feisty person, but I'm also not going to, you know, get jumped in the parking lot. So right. I, I just, you know, got in the, okay, thank you. And like got in the car, but yeah, it was, it was, feisty. it was, yeah, that's, 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 a, is that, that's a gentle way to describe myself. <laughs> there's a
1: reason she, and she's also a JT now, you know, I, I always say that, right. you know, there's yeah. five kids in that family, but there's <laughs> two of them have the same initials. And there's a reason there for are.
2: that. Jason is kind of, um, Jason's what? He's September 1st. He's a Scorpio. I don't
1: know all um, that stuff.
2: I think Scorpio, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm a Capricorn. Yeah, you and, and my
1: son are the same.
2: Yeah, are the same we're son. very similar, I'm, and we're, we're kind of the same person in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. we are. I'm kind of the female version of o- him.
1: O- although, I, over the years now, as I'm seeing this, and maybe as he's mellowing out, I, I think I know who the real G is. <laughs> I think I know who it is. <laughs> okay.
0: No denial. I will not even talk we're, about we're, high school no joy denial. showing up
1: with a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Grace, Wait, we're going up the hill. We're going to you... <laughs> Just a straight face <laughs> nod, wasn't it? <laughs> right right well but but anyway <laughs> anyway it was i'm not
2: denying but you know listen look
1: i just taught my son the expression that it's not bragging if you can back it up i just yeah, taught don't, him don't that. start none won't be none. <laughs> that's, not bird, yeah. bird, that's not a persona man that's not a persona so <laughs> oh man well 2. listen I,
2: we were raised by georgia so
1: yeah actually that's the real g yeah if you family. if you
2: haven't met my mother which you've met my mother many times uh, she will always leave an impression on you. I actually haven't even told her this story yet. But I was in New Orleans uh, last weekend, two weekends ago, for my birthday. And every time I go to New Orleans, I go to Arnaud's um, Jazz Bistro, which is this restaurant. It's very fancy. It's like fairly New Orleans style. But there's a, they have a jazz brunch, so they have a jazz trio that goes around to every table and plays jazz for you right there live. They sing like right at your table. It's great. It's a real cultural experience. We took. My nieces and myself took my mom to Mardi Gras because I was on her bucket list, which would tell you what kind of you know, woman she is. <laughs> she wanted to go to Mardi Gras. So we took her to Mardi Gras and we went to dinner there. And she started talking to the musicians. And like an hour later, they're like pulling up seats, talking to my mom. <laughs> and the, one of the, uh, the saxophone player, um, Jerry, he, I saw him there. Jerry, and the he no, he no like he remembered me. And he was like asking about my mother. It's like oh like how's Georgia and they were all then they all start talking about Georgia, and, like she hasn't been there <laughs> in two so years. How many people do these guys see? So she just always leaves an impression. Like that's what I'm talking about. Sean seeing us at the at the games. My mom would always wear a '99 mom jersey, yeah. very proudly, very openly, and and very unapologetically at any game. She any went to. stadium. She any was stadium. In. I think she tried to wear it. I feel like he, he told her she couldn't wear it to maybe a Raiders game Oakland's or something. probably that place. I might be making <laughs> that <laughs> up. But I don't remember being in California, so I don't know if that's a But I don't know, if I don't know that she would back
1: down from she it. She wouldn't, no. Yeah, she was something, man. But then, you know, and this was what was great, kind of the the two sides of Georgia Taylor, is that then post-game, I'd come find her. Sean would tell me where the Taylor family is, and I'd go find them, and she'd hand me two tins of cookies. That's what's up. Yep. <sighs> she
2: loves to bring food she to does. people. That's two that's tins
1: up. of cookies. One for JT. And then one for the teammates with a little bag for Seth in there. Yeah, She, she would always like take care of me. And so I was making sure I was fine. her. I, I wanted to take care of JT, but I want to get my damn cookies she, does too. Like cookies. she made great cookies. The new year means different things to each of us, but one thing that all of us can relate to is filing our taxes. That's why for the past 15 years, I've gone to my guy Rob at ARS and Associates for all of my personal and professional accounting needs, especially during tax season. Rob is professional, he's trustworthy, and if there's something that should be on my tax return, he makes sure it's there and does not get overlooked. In addition to personal accounting, the team at ARS handles corporate work, bookkeeping, payroll, and more. So call ARS & Associates now for a free consultation at 305-653-7350 or visit their website at arsaccounting.com. That's arsaccounting.com. And make sure you mention that the fish tank sent you to get 20% off the cost of preparing your tax return. Start saving now. So uh, clearly we just talked about Joy working here, and, and and as I said, just just uh, our personal relationship that that really goes back years and years and years. Um, but then there was a transition. So uh, you said you were in a transitional phase. So Joy is very talented artistically, and I think that was part of the issue too when you were working here, yeah. not the fact that it is just an office job. Uh, you you clearly, and, and since you've left here, ha, have been unbelievable for the foundation, and you host many of our events, and, and when you were here local, you participated in so many of our events. So there's great passion for the foundation, clearly for her brother, the relationship that we have. I think it was working here, you know, was tough, but also um, you were spending a lot of time in, in the art world and yeah. kind of pursuing that, but there was always this little part of Joy that was like, you know, I did study broadcasting, maybe I should. So she was doing some local media here and there and um kind of had to figure out what was right and what was wrong but then you started to launch this media career that started out kind of as a fun thing and now look at you you're you're on on the top sports talk radio show in the country
2: yeah so it was always what i wanted to do and obviously i went to school for it Uh, unfortunately when i graduated and people in the media will remember this literally like within a month of me graduating Clear Channel, who owns like half of media on Earth, fired half of their staff, like their entire staff, fifty percent. Right. Yeah, and as I'm graduating, so anytime not any, good for
1: chasing <laughs> a job. <laughs> no,
2: and, and and anytime any big change happens like that in the industry, all other companies like freeze everything, like until we figure out what's happening. No more hiring. So there was no hiring happening at the company I was working for at the time. I was interning for DJ Laz at Power ninety six. Right. So if you weren't already an employee. Doing whatever you just were not getting a job. So then that kind of launched me into this. You, you know,
1: and Big Al were, were interns together, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Big
2: Al's still there. Um, he
1: is still there. Yeah, um, I was DJ's actually down there. Hands.
2: I was down at the new at the Citadel where uh, Power ninety six is and uh, the Ticket and QAM now all in the same building.
1: Craziness. Um,
2: down there with Zaz and Amber on on Friday. Great building now. Um, and I saw a lot of the same people I started with, but anyway, um, yeah, so it kind of launched me into this whole uh, space. It was a very it, personally very conflicting space, but that happened. That's why that happened. So I had like a year and a half space after college where I was doing like freelance stuff and like, wasn't fully into my space. And then I came and talked to Seth and was like, you know, let's like figure something out. And I started at QAM, which was where I had my right. first internship, uh, with Joe Rose <laughs> in the morning. Um, man, how did I do that? I have no idea. I was in so I was in school full time at Barry, and then working two jobs, and then I also did the internship with Joe in the morning, and also managed to go out in South Beach every single night.
1: Every night,
2: so <laughs> you did it like that. Every oh man, night. my roommate and I still talk about it. My roommate Danelle, was my roommate in college, and I have no idea. You, you
1: slept when you were here. We survived. <laughs> yeah. That's I how know you did it. <laughs> <laughs> was turned the freaking lights uh, off. That wasn't you in
2: college. <laughs> I'm talking about in college I did that.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that was a whole different Like
2: job. five days a week. Now I, now, if I have to go out one day a week, I'm like, I don't have to right, mentally prepare myself for three here. days. Yeah. That was going on well before I got here. Um, but it's yeah, so <laughs> right down the street. Uh, I don't have to pay for anything. So anyway. Yeah. And then so QAM, obviously, I already had relationships there. which I always tell people who are getting into the media business, internships are super important. And not just getting an internship, like do well at your internship, leave an impression. And make sure that people know how you work. And when I am in a space (laughs) where I appreciate my job, (laughs) I do work very hard. And uh, I, I, I know I'm one of more hardworking people in the business because I obsess over what I do because I have to because I don't have a choice. Like I'm the first woman on your podcast.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Well, we've been, you know, there are a couple, but we had to turn them away because I'm like, no, 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 no. Joy's got. We're going to get her in here from LA. But like, I
2: do. I'm now in a space where you know I have a responsibility to do well. So not just to myself, and so it's so it's important. She's all
1: growing yeah. up, man. Yeah, man, this is this, it yeah. makes me proud. I it mean, took so, a long time. It's so all that stuff I was yelling at you while you were here. So it's some of it did. Say
2: Listen, again. it's, it, it, yeah. I'm JT for a reason. Right,
1: absolutely. So, the, but the truth be told, and she did. She had built some relationships, but then she kind of was in this little. I, I hate to use the word loss, so that's not fair. But she was dealing with some personal things and and trying to make a decision on which way to go. Career was is it the art? Do I want to do some of this media stuff and. I, I was evaluating South Florida sports and I was like, you know, there's something that's missing here and Joy has it. Joy has it and yeah. nobody else can do Joy the way she can. And, uh, but I reached out to her brother first because uh, yeah move. well i mean i've been putting enough on uh, compromising positions <laughs> from joy over the years so i said look man i and have I don't, this idea I,
2: don't know. I think jason and i were probably fighting at that point
1: I'm, i mean it was it was a day that ended in y so i reached <laughs> out to him and i said look i i think i have an idea for your sister and i think that this you know it's going to take time but i i think she's cut out for it and i talked to him about it and um but he said oh hey, well you know if you think she's going to do it at that point he was just kind of ready for you to to find a direction right and I talked to Joy and, and you know, I said, Look, I'll I'll start making some calls and we called George Sedano. Yep. Right? We called George Sedano and we called QAM and, and I figured either Sedano's show or Sid Rosenberg's show, your former co host. Yeah. yeah, and okay. um, that where it would make sense. But it, you know, she talked about working hard. Most radio stations, and I hate to say this, but most radio stations, their interns are these guys that are college burnouts that have gambling debts from sports, and they show up with bumper stickers and, and, and flip-flops, and nobody gives a damn. And so, you know, and the effort's not really there, and the guys who aren't that, you see exceed. So I'm not saying everybody in radio is that way, but, but there's a lot of it. And so I called, I said, I got somebody for you. And instead of sending these burnouts and I said, but you can also pull her onto the air, you know, Sid can pull her on and she's got a little, you know, uh, knowledge and, and, and a sense of humor and she's got a little shit to her. And And, um, next thing you know, Sid, you, you weren't passing out bumper stickers. Sid had you.
2: Well, no, Sid, Sid and I took to each other very quickly because, you know, we just, we understand each other, Sid and I. And yeah, I mean, that's at that time. Yes. Jason and I were not on good terms actually, because at that time (laughs) I was sleeping on my friend's couch. So I posted this (laughs) throwback Thursday at, at the new year. Like literally at that time I was sleeping on my friend's couch. Who I had given the couch to a year before because she was in a bad way. I wasn't even sleeping on the couch actually. I was sleeping on like a chase lounge. Someone else was sleeping on the couch. <laughs> so I had like two hundred dollars in my name for like it, and not working in South Florida is not not gonna not gonna cut it. And yeah, that's that's when then I was like, okay, like we're gonna we're gonna get back on track here. Like right. we got we got off of it a little bit, you know. So a lot has happened. And yeah, I mean, but again. That's why it's so important when you are somewhere to make an impression because otherwise, you know, I'm just, people are just making calls on my behalf and they don't know who I am. Why would, why would I ever be back there, you know? Right,
1: right. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, look, I, I think even if you had, we we probably could have talked our way into getting you in there. And And I like to joke and take a little credit for Joy's career here. But the reality is, is once that happened, that call was made and they gave her a shot everything that's happened since she has worked her ass off and earned and not just, you know, I almost feel like a lot of times it happens to Zach too. We talk so much about how hard he works and how hard he prepares that we lose sight of what a great athlete he was and how good of a football player he was. It wasn't just his hard work and preparation that just made him that much better. You're really good at what you do. Absolutely. Really good at what you do. Well, I mean, I wasn't
2: always good at it, but I also am aware that, like you said, when you get an opportunity, you have to be ready for it, right? Like people are always like, Oh, like, you know, I want to do this want to do that. I'm like, but if you get in there, what are you going to do? Do you right. know how to prepare? Do you know? How, like, so, right. so not only going to school, but doing those years of producing and, you know, coming in six o'clock in the morning every day, even though I didn't have to, because I really, I'd already finished my internship with Laz and just asked if I could stay around. I knew how to, I knew how to produce. So like he had taught me that Laz and, and, and Joe Rose. So yeah, you just have to, you have to over-prepare and be ready. I mean, for this, like you guys have prep sheets. You know, yeah. you don't, you don't, we you don't need a
1: prep Show sheet. anybody that we were trying, <laughs> no, we were prep, trying to look like no, it's off the fine. dome, Joy. It's not
2: though. Damn. Nothing is. Nothing <laughs> is. Like Sorry. I have, I have notes all the time. People ask me like, why do you have notes on the show? I'm like, we, what? Why would you not? Why would I not have notes? Exactly right. Do you watch television? Right. Like uh,
0: so much stuff. You want to make sure you have, like yeah. you said, over prepare. Over
2: prepare. That's a, it's a, it's, a, it's very important. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm good, but I also work very hard because I don't have the option of not being good.
0: You know, George, let's Fair. talk. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your transition. You know, from you know from the players being you know being a pro player as you were with the you know with the guys to doing your South Florida work to what you're doing in LA. Talk about how that that transition went. You know, and how you I have to talk about guys now, but you I, I think you're still on the on the player side of, of most of your argument.
2: Um. Well, I think in in this business, it's always good to be authentic. And because if you start coming up with these contrived arguments, you're, you're eventually going to it's basically like lying, like you're going to forget what <laughs> right. you said. So to, and
1: people will call you. you know, out.
2: Right. Right. And, you know, opinions can change. Obviously, you get new information, your opinion on something changes like that's just how life is. But in sports, people want you to have the same opinion all the time. For me, it's a couple things. Like one, I think that people tend to forget there's a human side, human element to sports. Like these are human beings we're talking about, who literally do this for a living, you have families and whatever. Obviously I know that because I experienced it. But you, I I kind of me and Colin do this all the time. We'll be like, Oh, like he's a nice guy. And then immediately I'm like, I don't have to say he's a nice guy. Like we're not talking about him on a personal level. If I am talking about you on a personal level, then I'll say, like, well, he's also this. But we're we talk about Men and women in the abstract, like they're movie characters or something, and they're really real people. So I d- always try to remember—it's um a little bit of a responsibility, I guess, or anxiety. Like this, you might run into this person, like whatever, right? <laughs> right? Like them, like,
1: <laughs> you might run
2: into them. You know what I mean? So just keep in mind that, like, how you're talking about somebody, like, always keep it um on the field. That's why I don't like to say, like, "Oh, Andy's a nice guy," because it's like, well, this guy might be great, doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Like, that really doesn't play a role in most of what we talk about. Now, obviously because we're in a more woke society we talk about a lot of you know uh, social issues and politics is obviously a big part of everything we do now because you know the obvious right. so you know it's it, there's a lot of uh gray area you know what i mean but for me i always just feel like just remembering like you're talking about humans is is important to to what you do because sometimes we just it gets lost in all of it
1: you know what i mean Absolutely. And, and, you know, you just mentioned something else that I thought, um, uh, even in your journey at at FS1, when you when the Skip and Shannon show was launched and you were the, I I guess, moderator, moderator, Moderator. co-host, and moderator title. I know one of the things you told me that that Skip was even like he was excited for you to be there. But he thought for someone who had to talk on radio four hours a day who actually has a real opinion that that job might get boring for you fast. And that was his concern. And you share with me why why you weren't overly concerned about that. But they started to give you more and more room to share that opinion. And I think a lot of times it did... Come to to place when there were social issues to be discussed.
2: Yeah, well, so we don't really get into a lot of social issues on on the herd because we're just it's a different show. So, so what Skip is talking or Skip, Seth is talking about is that was a big concern for Skip because I had just done three years of sports radio and sports talk radio is you talk a lot. <laughs> I mean, me and Zaz at four hours every day, like you're you're just talking, and that's hard to do. And and transition from that to then being a moderator is a big jump. But for me, again, kind of like JT macro sense this was a big opportunity and I'm the show's not about me so I'm going to do whatever I can do to make the show better but we're not changing the beats of the show like the beat is tee up you guys argue back and forth I'll jump in here I'll jump in there and like I'll be the best I can be in my moments and like that's really what was important to me and I think we did a great job, obviously. Absolutely. So oh, really great job. Um yeah, like more like a a family now and it's a great show and Jenny's doing an amazing job. But yeah, you kind of gotta build it up. And there was there were some spaces there where it made sense <laughs> for me to to jump in because they do a lot of social issues. Yeah. Obviously there was like some domestic violence situations that we discussed on the show, which is always a very um, Testy area and it's kind of awkward. Especially for men to for talk two about. two yeah. sure. to talk for sure. about and yeah. then not get the and you know a woman's opinion. opinion. A woman who's sitting
1: in the middle. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So so I mean, Skip is very aware of that type of stuff. So he would always make it a point to talk to me about it first. Like, are you comfortable talking about this? We want you to talk first, or we want you know you to end it. You know how actually, however you want to do it. So yeah, I would I would talk a lot about that stuff. I don't I don't have to do that now um not have to isn't the word but we just don't do those stories on on the herds it's not that that's not our show so but
1: don't sometimes uh, that doesn't what happens you know we always talk about sports being a microcosm of society like sometimes those issues will be brought to the table because of something that a star player did or a player on a roster or a decision that has to be made i mean so those things kind of infiltrate even when that's not necessarily your area of focus
2: Yes, but it's more for our show. It's like that's not we don't need to discuss what that. It's more about like okay, he's in trouble for this, so this is going to affect the team kind of things. Like we don't want to get into the nuances of like what actually happened. Like for example, Antonio Brown. Obviously, it's a huge story, even even locally for sure. um, What's going on with him? But it's like what what more can you say at this point? Yeah. Like what are we going to (laughs) discuss? Nobody knows what's going on. I don't like speculating on whether someone's having a mental health issue or just you know being a bad person because i don't know you don't know yeah but something's right. not right right whatever something's it is something's right. there,
1: there's the balance is off in the universe S-
2: something there. is not right but also like it's, a, it's just a sad story at this point for like, sure it's, it's well beyond football we're not concerned about if he's gonna get back on the field like drew's out you know what i mean so it's like yeah. the, it's, for me i don't like to, i don't always want to bang on somebody if i don't know what the situation is regardless of any accusations that he's got going on but
1: that but. in and of itself is a take right
2: right yeah but there's just there's, there's different shows have different things gotcha. like for example my podcast i don't really get into social issues because just, i'm just doing a fun show you know what i mean right. so everything doesn't have to fit in every single space if that makes sense.
1: Makes, sense makes a lot of sense so i want to hit on that in a second the podcast um but uh you mentioned skip you know, Skip Bayless has a, a persona, a reputation, almost a caricature um, that he's built. But you have, from day one, spoken, um, at least in our one-on-one conversations, really highly su- uh, about Skip and his preparation and his professionalism. I- I'd love to talk a little bit about some of these icons in the sports media world now that you that, that you're. I don't say going toe-to-toe with, because it's not like you're fighting with them, but that that are your coworkers. So, so tell us a little bit about why, what people don't know about Skip Bayless.
2: Um, Skip's actually just a really sweet guy and he gets it. So, so anybody who gets it knows what I mean when I say they get it. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. That's just what, <laughs> what it is. Like he <laughs> understands not only the business, he cares about everyone that works on the show behind the scenes. Uh, he has a relationship with everybody. He's, as I said before, overprepared. Um, he, his life is, is the show like literally, and I'm very close with his wife, Ernestine and she will tell, I mean, she wrote a book about it, like how obsessed he is with not only sports, but the show, like every second of the day is scheduled for something. And like, she, she's put her foot down like this, (laughs) this is my time and like, whatever. But like, he's, he's obsessed with, with sports. So it's literally authentic to who he is. Like when he is giving his take, he really believes that. And when you're on TV, you know, people are always skeptical of everything that you have to say, of course, because sure. that's that's the business that we're in. And and look, like we were in South Florida, he was very hard on on the heat and <laughs> LeBron James when LeBron was yeah. was a was a heatle. But yeah, that's just really who he is. He's just a, and he's a very genuine person. So to me, like working with someone like Skip Bayless and then having a personal relationship with him, where you know he's he's like respectful of what you do, and you know, uh, just you, you see the way that he prepares, you get why. He's Skip. Like, have you seen the Beyonce um, Homecoming documentary on Netflix? No, I'm I seeing. didn't see it. Okay, well, it? Uh, so she—it's it, okay. about Got her. It's about her um, preparation for her Coachella performance, Can which is imagine. one of the greatest performances of all time, like live show performances. It's incredible, and there's like 200 people involved in the show. And then when you watch the documentary, it's like, oh, that's why she's Beyonce. Nobody else does that. Yeah. Nobody else spends their entire year eating not eating sugar and and like no wine. Like, what? I can't go for four hours. Like, what do you mean? And so like that's that's why she's Beyonce. Should sure. we be
1: expecting Uber Eats again here no, in a couple of No, I'm not drinking today.
2: Um, but yeah, like she's a little so, early. I'm not drinking today. <laughs> but that's like that's why she's Beyonce. Like yeah. when you watch the documentary, you're like, oh. I, I mean, I can't be jealous of that. I could never do that. Like, she's beyond a superstar, but she also cares so much about her craft sure. that she would do this ridiculous diet, and she would ha- she would have three sound stages, one for um, wardrobe, one for hair and makeup, one for music mixing, and one for dancers, like, that she just had in L.A. for, like, six months in preparation for this show. Like, it's another, it's another level, and that's what Skip does. He wakes up every morning, runs three miles, and does his prep at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm not doing that, Right. <laughs> you know. And I, I work hard, but that's like nuts. that's he's on another level. That's why yeah. he's. That's why there's only one Skip. So Bayless. Skip
1: Bayless right. is the Beyonce of sports right. talk.
2: Yeah, I think he would appreciate that too. Yeah, yeah, and Colin is the same way, and and Shannon is too. Like Shannon does the same. He doesn't get up at two in the morning, but he's he's I, way, I love, yeah, like the way commercials prepped.
0: funny because when they uh, show yeah. Skip already in the in the <laughs> studio, yeah, wait, no
2: <laughs> that's really how it is. And and Shannon Shannon's very serious about the show too. Like has his his own producer as well, and like preps very hard for the show. And Colin does a whole two hour meeting before the two and a half hour show he does. So it's like working with these guys shows you like it's you're you're prepping so much for a, a smaller amount of time so that you can be great in those mm-hmm. in those moments. So and, and I've worked with I mean, obviously, locally, Joe Rose, DJ Laz, you know, I, I've worked with Sid, who's still, you know, working in New York and Cilio. I've worked with a lot of people. And that's just the common thread through all of it. Like, just be just be prepared. And then you're, you'll have nothing to be nervous about because you know it. It's not just knowing sports like it's like. Knowing sports is the base of it because you have to know what you're talking about. But there's so much. Like if you, don't, if you don't come in here prepared, you're just going to make mouth noises,
1: which people do. Make mouth noises? Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like there's a long career in mouth. At least not-, not No, not, it won't last. I mean, there. not We're a right successful of, right career. Right. 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 <laughs> not working with Colin. And so, Juice, I don't know if you saw this. Joy, just she just had a birthday, and they did something special for her on the herd, and they brought her a cake, a Miami uh, heat-themed cake.
2: Yeah, it was the uh, Miami Vice mm-hmm. uh, hometown jerseys. It was a, it was a, Wade, a Wade jersey. A jersey. Because we had the same birthday.
1: Yeah. Oh, really?
2: Uh, Wade, I didn't Michelle that. Obama, Muhammad Ali, Betty wow. White.
1: Damn. And Joy Taylor. Greatness. And Joy Taylor. <laughs> wow. So, that it, well, that, it, that, it, that is greatness and it's pretty <laughs> awesome. But but what stood out to me, I mean, that was cute and that was all, I didn't know all that. But then Colin said that Joy was the best co-host that he's ever had.
2: Well, I thought that was very nice of him to say. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. But, which you might find difficult to believe, I very much <laughs> try to be low-maintenance for people wait wait what yeah <laughs> and Colin would tell you i'm very low maintenance
1: i can't even imagine what these other cats were for like. my co-host
2: i'm very low maintenance okay fair for everyone else i'm a lunatic but right. that's that's the thing like i don't that's what it is so i i tell my producer she can't make any mistakes and to her credit she doesn't make mistakes like it's because here's the thing if anything happens and then i it comes out for me nobody knows that you know i got the wrong notes right you know and and i get I. Shorted Aaron Rodgers 400 yards on his, you know, career average. Like I, that, nobody knows that that I got the wrong note because who knows that off the top of their head? Of course not. That's prep. So it's it's all the little things. Like I'm very, I'm like Steve Jobs. I was just talking about this last night. I like to park in the parking, same parking spot. I, I wear sweatpants to work every day. I don't do any hair and makeup. Just come in like this is what you get every day. I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I have the same like down to the minute the same routine. What every single to you? day. I mean I figured it out. It took me a while but like that's Makes what it is. Really I want to waste, waste no brain energy on any single thing that is not the show.
1: I love to hear it. So okay. so well now you just said that the show but there's another show and since this is a podcast, we can't let oh, you out podcast. of here. Yeah. And I know, you, I know you got somewhere to be, but uh, apologies to whoever that is that you're going to be a little late. But <laughs> the, don't look at the watch. Don't okay. no, you'll, you'll panic. <laughs> I don't want you to panic yet. Blame it on the Uber driver like it us okay. this morning. Uh, <laughs> it it uh, is. takes forever to get an Uber around here. It's well, crazy. it's not L.A. or New York, Joy. Yeah. So, but the, the Maybe I'm Crazy, crazy podcast. Yeah. So, you started that. I didn't even know what the hell a podcast was. How we fell into this is a whole other story. Um, but I've watched and, and listened and see what you do and, and, you know, not that we can replicate it. Cause I think you got your own special sauce there, but talk to us a little bit about the difference between what you do with maybe I'm crazy and how that came about and and what you're doing with the herd.
2: uh well, I'm, like I said, like every show is different. So every show has different beats. The podcast is kind of more, so I'm obviously not work directly with Dan Levitard, but Dan Levitard is a mentor of mine also.
1: Not a bad one to have.
2: No, and he's given me a lot of advice um, over my career, and he's been great for me also. And he does a show that I've obviously listened to and you know mirrored in a lot of ways for many years. But that's that to me, like that's kind of my style of personality. Is like when I came to LA, um, I told him I'm, I want to be the Howard Stern of sports, and uh, that's obviously very lofty. But like, yes, I, that's what I would like to do. So that's fine. Like Howard is the king of media. So just like maybe Oprah, but you know,
1: she did tell me she right. was that—that that her career goal was to be a media mogul who takes over the world, and she so, told me that I don't know, a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah, so we're getting there. Yeah.
2: Ba- you know, baby steps. Yeah. I got a long way to go, but you know. she also
1: told me that when she really hits it big, she's going to hire me to be PR PR person because she's a total disaster.
2: I am a disaster. <laughs> um, and you have no idea; it's so much worse than you think. Um, you're not prepared. You will have whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I might be too old for it <laughs> yeah. at this point. I'll you know I'll make it worth your while. All right. Yeah, but anyway, the podcast. Yeah, Sorry. so <laughs> so it's just a little more loose. It's um, similar to this, you know, it's kind of like, you know, barbershop style, like we're just, we're just kicking it. And I started out with my co-host, Brandon Newman, who's now moved on to Barstool Sports. I'm very happy for him. Um, he's got hired as a talent there. And now I just do, do myself with my producers, Teller and T and Donnie. And it's just, you know, we just, we just kind of just keep it loose. So we, I, again, it's like, it's more fun. I try to not get, we used to kind of get into social issues here and there, but Um, I, I, for me, I just want to like give my sports opinion from an authentic place that is not constricted. And that's kind of what the podcast is for me at this point. I actually have something else coming up in a couple weeks. So I'll let you guys know okay. outside the
1: podcast. All right. So is you let us busy? know. Yeah. yeah we to stay busy? Maybe yeah. about a couple of weeks because, you know, maybe we could time this up. Um, we'll talk. We'll yeah, talk, off, we'll talk. Off, <laughs> off air. Do they call it off air on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. So, well, listen, I know you got somewhere to be now and I know you got a big week ahead of you. And by the time people hear this, Super Bowl will have passed. But uh, you got a big week ahead of you. So good luck with everything this week. I you. know um I can't even imagine booking, that. not that you are responsible for booking the show, I'm not other than for your, your brother. Good luck with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, uh, you know, wish you continued success. Thank I got to tell you, and I told you this the other day in a text, but everything I see on social media and watching and listening uh, could not be any more proud yeah, of man. you. Marianne and I love you to death. And, Thank um, you. Yeah, love you guys too. Yeah, we sweetheart, just, man. She is. Yeah, she absolutely, absolutely is. Thanks so, for
0: diving in, Joy.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. Sala.
3: Man. You're now diving into the fish tank. Drive up in that fish tank. Who uh, Sitting down with Seth living. OJ juice, juice man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true yeah. fans, Dolphins. fans. Number one. one. Of course y'all, this ain't How? no ordinary sports talk. Drive up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah it's time to dive up in that fish tank It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank Rockin' with O.J. and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank uh uh fans with attitude, we gotta dive up in them that fish Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school Mix it in, feeling like we up close when we listening. Dolphins, tails in Miami is the deep end. We vibing with our favorite players, no secret. We get with Seth and McDuffie, bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget We loyal to the team, wasn't happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't push the subject, you know it's all about them fins You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive up in, in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank It's only legendary talking you know, when you dive you up mean. in that fish tank <laughs> Rockin' with O.J. and Seth, when you dive up in that fish tank Don't feel the attitude.